Hello friends, before we begin today's lecture, I want to let you know about my Unlock God Mode experience and the special May 2024 cohort that we're going to be doing this upcoming month. Unlock God Mode is a unique 10-hour audio course that invites you on a powerful journey of awareness, intention, consciousness, and manifestation. Inside the course, you'll be taught powerful tools and manifestation frameworks to help you unlock the next level of your reality, up-level your creation skills, deepen your relationship with yourself, and develop a limitless mind, and also tap into absolute faith and trust in the divine. We are about to begin the May 2024 Unlock God Mode cohort, so for anyone who joins Unlock God Mode this week, you will be added to the May 2024 group coaching calls. These are bonus weekly group calls with me and other members of the group, and I'll only be doing them this May. Also, as a bonus, for those that join this week, you'll receive a one-on-one personal coaching call with me to help you with any challenges or goals that you have. So head over to unlockgodmode.xyz or use the link in the show notes to lock in your spot in the Unlock God Mode experience. For those that join, this will be an extraordinary life-changing, transformative experience for you, and I'm so excited to have you in the group. I hope to see you inside the course, and now, enjoy this episode. Hello, beautiful soul. My name is James Zander. Before we begin this episode, I invite you to download my free Mushroom Trip Checklist. This is a free PDF guide that dives into everything you need to know for your next psychedelic trip, what to do before your trip, during your trip, and after your psychedelic journey. Head over to mushroomchecklist.com to download it for free or use the link in the show notes. And now, enjoy this episode. Here are seven things that helped me get out of depression that I deeply hope will help you as well. I went through a multi-year depression after one of my businesses collapsed and shortly after I lost my entire net worth. I felt like I had lost my sense of identity as well. My sense of confidence was shattered through that loss. It took me years to get out. took me years to get out of the depression. You know, when you're in it, you don't know if you're going to see the light. You don't know how long it's going to last. But there are certain tools you can use to speed up the process of grief, of depression, of feeling like a failure. You can have some actual practical tools that will help you get out of those states. And slowly but surely, it may take time, but slowly but surely you will you will get out of that. Know that you will get out of depression. If you're currently going through depression, know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You may have been in depression for a few years, You may have been there for decades. You may have felt depressed your whole life. These tools will help you no matter how long you've been in it. A lot of the time, depression is a grieving process. It's an acceptance process. It's a surrender process. It is a gift, actually, in some ways, to help you move through and come to terms with what you need to come to terms with. Your goal should be, at this moment, to use the depression as the stepping stone to the next level of your life. Know that it is serving you in some way. Know that the depression is there to guide you. It's not a punishment. It is a state of mind and as such, we can get out of it. So jumping into the tools, 
Number one is self-honesty and acceptance. So often when we're in depression, we don't actually admit to ourselves how depressed we are and how bad things actually are. We don't admit it to ourselves, so we can't admit it to others, so we can't even reach out for help. So the first step, this is super important, is to admit to yourself fully that you are depressed, that you are going through a challenging time, that you feel like a failure, if that's what you feel like, that you feel unworthy, if that's what you feel. Accept the feelings that are dominant in you and that have been dominant for a long time and accept that this is not a temporary thing. This is not a mood. This is not something that has been going on for a week. This has been going on for some time. And the quicker you can accept the reality of the situation, the quicker your journey of healing can begin, the quicker you can move out of it. But until you accept it fully, the truth of your situation, you will slow down your own progress. You will not get out of depression and then retroactively be able to admit it. You have to admit it in the moment, now, when it's difficult. So that would be the first thing I would say is that you cannot get out of a place if you don't admit you're in a place. You have to be honest about where you are. We want to skip to the good part. We want to skip to the happiness and the journey and the healing. And then we can talk about how depressed we were. But in the moment, it's sometimes hard to admit it. So if you're thinking of skipping this point, beware. This is very important. You don't have to admit to anyone else yet, but you have to admit to yourself. You have to be brutally honest with yourself. Sit with yourself and say, yes, yes, I'm struggling. Yes, I am at the end of my rope. Yes, I am grieving this loss or this heartbreak or this characteristic that I lack in my life. Be honest. See, part of the reason you're depressed in the first place, if I had to guess, is due to a lack of self-honesty and self-acceptance. Because when you accept the failures of your life, when you accept the regrets that you have, when you accept the truth of your situation, when you accept the struggles that you're going through, and you can look at them truthfully, honestly, fully, that's when you can really feel it and then let it move through you. But when you block out certain events out of your mind, or you block out certain mistakes or certain regrets or certain truths about yourself, when you block it out, that's where the depression starts. Because the connection between you and you has been severed. That you're no longer in sync with yourself. There's part of you that is experiencing one thing and another part that is blocking you from realizing the truth of that. And so until you get you and you synchronized, until you get yourself in harmony, in sync, even if it's painful, you will not be able to move out of it. In order to reconnect to your heart and to your mind, you need to accept things as they are now. Knowing that they can become better, yes, but accepting them as they are now, fully, unconditionally. Not pretending that they are better than they are, but accepting them as they are now. You have to admit the totality of your situation. Sometimes people say, I don't know why I'm depressed. But if they were to really look at their life honestly and look at which areas they're struggling in, they will see the clues that point them to why they're feeling sad, 
why they're feeling empty, why they're feeling the void, why they're feeling like a failure, why they're feeling unworthy. If you really look at your life and you really look at yourself in the mirror, honestly, you'll probably know which areas you're struggling in. You'll probably know exactly the reason why you're depressed. And sometimes it takes some meditation, it takes to sit with yourself, to look in the mirror, to look in the metaphorical mirror of your mind, to look at yourself and examine yourself honestly and realize, oh wow, I have dug myself into a hole here. Doesn't mean I can't get out of the hole. We're not going into victim mindset here, but I have dug myself into a hole. And currently I am in a pit of despair. And just admitting that and being honest with yourself, that is the first step. Until you do that, any other advice is honestly not helpful because to use a metaphor, it's like if you're overweight or extremely unfit, until you admit the condition of your body and you admit the extent of the damage that you've done to yourself, you're not going to work on yourself. It's only when you look in the mirror and you go, oh, wow, I really need to work on myself because this is the truth of my body, then you can really start the healing journey and then you can work your way out of that situation. But the first step is self-acceptance and self-honesty. Second major reason for depression is living in the past, living with regret, living in the past of your mistakes, fantasizing about how you could have changed things or could have done things differently. This is a, a major, major one. I've definitely experienced this. Here's the thing. It doesn't make any logical sense to regret anything. The only logical thing is to pick up where you are now and set a new path. And yet we regret. We fantasize about what could have happened, should have happened, would have happened if only we'd done things differently. You know what I think it is? We're afraid of dealing with our life right now, right here in the present. We're afraid of making the bold, courageous choices that are required of us right here, right now. And so to avoid facing those choices, we go back in time and fantasize about the choices that we could have made, should have made, would have made, if only we could go back in time. And so a big part of living in the past is almost like escapism, because if you were truly courageous, you would look at your life where it is now, no matter how messy it looks right now. And you would start to think about what are the courageous, bold choices that life is inviting me to make right now. Not five years ago, not a year ago, not a month ago, but right here, right now, what is life asking of me? And that's scary. That's scary to look at that because you will find there are some bold, courageous choices that are being asked of you and you're not making them. You're not leaning into your fears. You're not stepping out of your comfort zone. You're not working on the most important thing that needs to be worked on. You're not looking at the areas of your life where you truly need progress. You're escaping and you're escaping by blaming the past or reliving the past or regretting the past. So cut that out. I mean, easier said than done, but that is essentially what it comes down to. Stop living in the past and instead recognize the next time you go into the past, recognize you're escaping. Recognize that you're avoiding facing the courageous choices that are in front of you right now. 
right here in this present moment that can elevate you to the next level of life. But instead of looking at those choices, you go back in time into the familiar past. And by doing this, you completely miss the gift of the present moment. The present moment, which could be used to build the new future. In a couple years, where you are now is going to be the past. So one way you could think of this is that you are missing out on a chance to build a beautiful new past. You could be using this moment right now to build a fantastic past for your future self. One thing I'd like to add, and this comes maybe a little bit later with understanding and compassion, is eventually you're going to have to fall in love with your story. Fall in love with everything that happened. The mistakes, the regrets, the wrong turns, everything. You're going to have to fall in love with exactly how the story played out. And this takes time, but you will see the beauty of your story in a way that perhaps you cannot see right now when you're in the middle of it. But that's that's an important piece. The metaphor I like to use is Harry Potter lives under the cupboard under the stairs with the Dursleys, is verbally abused by them, basically starved by them, and yet those experiences shape him and develop him into the kind of character he is, which then allows him to become the hero of his story and defeat Voldemort. But you see, if he went into a mindset of why did this happen to me? Why did I have such a crappy childhood? Or why this, why that? Do you see how that would actually hold back his own evolution? You can see when you zoom out across the seven books, and I know it's a story, but it has power and meaning when you apply it to real life. When you zoom out and you see the whole story and you see how every piece leads to the next piece and it shapes and forms his character, then you feel appreciation even for the dark moments, even for the painful moments of your life, even for the mistakes. You understand that it's part of a bigger journey of your life. And eventually you you will tell yourself, I would not have had it any other way. So that comes later, the compassion and the understanding. In the moment, if you're depressed, I would just say, stop living in the past, start looking at the present, and start making the courageous choices, the, the things you're afraid to do, the things you're avoiding to do. Start making those choices now. Listen to the invitations of life. What is life asking you of you right now? Not a year ago, not five years ago, not 10 years ago. Don't go back in there and try to figure it out. What is life asking of you right now? What is the next right move that you can make in your life that will bring you closer to your most authentic self, that will bring you closer to your destiny, that will mold you and shape you and evolve you into the hero of your story? Point number three, purpose. You must have a purpose. You must have a vision that is pulling you forward every single day. Through the highs and the lows and the peaks and the valleys, you must have a vision, a purpose that is guiding your life. This is so crucial. If you look at the happiest, most fulfilled times in your life, it's probably when you had a purpose of some kind. You had a goal, you had a vision, you were working towards something, you were seeing progress every day, you were seeing small wins stack up, you were moving every day towards something bigger than yourself. And I invite you to bring that energy back into your life. Because if you're depressed, 
chances are there is no clear overarching purpose in your life that is guiding your life. There's not a bigger vision that is pulling you out of the day-to-day minutia. And so you're getting stuck in the cycles of thoughts and rumination and regrets because there's not this bigger vision, perhaps, that is pulling you up and pulling you forward, that you wake up with it, you go to bed with it, you obsess over it. It's something bigger than yourself and also something that is intimately tied to your character, to your destiny. It's something that you can do for the world and for yourself. So you'll notice that purpose is essentially the opposite of living in the past. It's the opposite of ruminating over regrets. Ruminating over the past blocks you from moving forward, whereas purpose ignites your passion to move forward. Purpose drives you to go into the new and the unfamiliar to reach the next level of your life. So it's sort of the antidote to living in the past is to have a forward-looking vision. Always keep looking forward. And if you don't have a vision yet, design one. Design a purpose for your life. Now, the best purpose you can have is a long-term one, something that is going to last you for your entire life. But if you don't have any ideas of what that could be, then start with a purpose for this month, a purpose for this year, something that if you were to accomplish it this year, you would feel a sense of meaning, a sense of accomplishment, a sense of progress. So it doesn't have to be a lifetime thing yet. That is important to to get to later, but for now, find a purpose in each day. Find a purpose in this month. Find a purpose for this year and set that as your target and allow that vision to inspire you every day. A clear purpose will pull you out of the trenches of life. A clear purpose will pull you through any difficulties and challenges because you will be living for something greater than just your day-to-day survival. You will be living for something greater than just earning your next paycheck. You will be fueled by this desire to achieve and pursue something greater than yourself. Your vision must be greater than yourself. A little side note, sometimes when we've been depressed for months or years, we develop an attitude of, what's the point? What's the point of having a purpose? I already lost the game. There's this idea of you experience some sort of failure or you fucked up in life somehow and you feel like you've lost the whole game, that no matter what you do now, nothing nothing will matter because you've lost. And that is a very dangerous mindset to get into. It's also super unhelpful. Never think of yourself as having lost the game of life. If anything, the game is just getting started. If anything, the game is just getting interesting. This is where your true character comes out. This is where you rise out of the ashes. This is where you conquer your demons. This is the game. This is the most exciting point of the game, going from your low depressed state to your hero state. So don't make the mistake of thinking, oh, I've I've made some catastrophic mistake. My life is over. I'm going to just flip the whole board game because there's no point. Instead, think of, oh, the game is just starting. This is the real game. Everything that happened to me now was just preparation for the game that is just about to begin. All the mistakes, all the regrets, all the troubles and challenges that I've gone through, all the traumas, all the hurt, all all the pain, 
all of it has been preparing me for this moment. This moment where I'm going to seize my destiny, where I'm going to rise out of the ashes and I will experience the most epic journey from the lowest of the lows to the peaks of success, to the peaks of love, to the peaks of joy, to the peaks of achievement. This is the mentality I want you to adopt. The game is just beginning. You haven't lost anything because everything prior to this moment was preparation for this game that is just about to begin. You're right on time. You are right on time. To quit the game now, to sit on the sidelines and ruminate about the past would be a huge mistake. But to dive back into the game, refreshed, renewed, ready to learn and experiment and try and fail and fall down and pick yourself back up, that is life. That is the ultimate game. So think of this as your renaissance. Think of this as the ultimate moment for you where your life is going to dramatically change. Believe it. Feel it. Know that it is true. Know that you will be guided through this moment, no matter how difficult it is, and that you will come out of this stronger than ever before, more prepared, more resilient. The way your character will be developed from all these experiences, you will be thanking your lucky stars years from now for having lived through this. Trust me, it, it is hard to believe in the moment, but you will be thanking yourself for having gone through this experience. Number four, not asking for help. This is a big one. You cannot go it alone. And it's oftentimes when we're most depressed and could most use the help of someone else that we isolate ourselves, we tell everyone we're okay, we say, we're good, we're good, I'm doing great, don't worry. In the moments where we most could use a hand from someone, we deny ourselves others' help and we don't reach out and we don't ask. You must let go of your ego, put down the defenses, put down the masks and reach out to five people who you think can give you guidance. Five people that are further ahead than you are in some area of life and they can accelerate your journey. Pick an area where you are most challenged in life right now and find someone who is further along the path and reach out to them and ask them for some guidance. Ask them for a coffee, ask them for a chat, pick their brain, but most importantly, be honest with them. Just like you have to first be honest with yourself, now is the moment to be honest with someone else. Be honest about your struggles, be honest about what you're going through, and ask for help. One conversation with someone can save you years of grief because they might illuminate something in your mind. They might shine a flashlight on a limiting belief and in that moment, the belief could be gone, could be dissolved forever because someone outside of your own biases was able to look inside your mind and spot the discrepancy. And I feel like often we don't reach out for help because number one, we're not willing to be honest. So that goes back to my first point, be honest with yourself admit where you are. Number two is we're afraid of accountability and responsibility. So what I was saying about life asking you to take the courageous next step, if you ask for help from someone and they give you a piece of advice that could genuinely help you, now you got to do it. If it's good advice, it'll probably make you scared to do it. 
If it's good advice, it'll probably cause a little bit of discomfort. It'll be new and unfamiliar. And we subconsciously know that and we don't want to take responsibility for going after our fears, taking the courageous next step. And so we avoid asking for help because if you don't get the advice, you don't have to follow it. If you don't get the advice, you can claim ignorance. So be very careful around distortions in your mind, limiting beliefs, illusions that you are creating in your mind that self-sabotage and that stop you from reaching out for help. We could all use more help in our lives. In fact, anything that you've done in your life that has been beautiful and amazing has probably come to you because of other people. Every beautiful experience, any business you build, any creative project that you build, it's probably involved other people to some degree. And anything that you've achieved in your life, if you look at the amount of people that have helped you to get to that point, no one does it alone. So if you can look at your past successes and realize, oh, the reason I was successful at that point in life is because I was willing to learn. I was willing to be a student. And am I being a student now? Or has my ego gotten in the way? A willingness to ask for help and for mentorship will speed your life up like nothing else. So don't discount this. If you're like an independent cat and you just like to be solitary and alone, this is the point for you. This is what you need to hear. So don't, don't put personality into this. This is for everyone across the board, but especially if you tend to be more independent and a little bit more egoic and you think you can take care of yourself, this is for you. Right now, if you're depressed, you need help. You may also need professional help. It may help to go to a therapist. And if you're feeling resistance around that, that's another clue that you probably must do it, that your ego is getting in the way. Anywhere where you feel blocks and resistance to asking for help, whether it's from friends, strangers, or professionals, is something you really need to look at. This is one of the core blocks for you. One final word of caution is when asking for help, don't just go to the most familiar source of help for you. So maybe you have a friend that you chat with a lot. Yes, you can ask them for help, but try to ask for help from people that maybe scare you a little bit to ask help from. Maybe they're not as familiar with you. Maybe they're more willing to call you out on your bullshit than your friends would be. Ask for help from the most qualified source. So if you're struggling in a specific area, Find someone who is qualified in that area, who's actually achieved something in that area, and let them help you. Reach out to the person who you're maybe scared to ask for help from, but you know that if you did, the advice would be invaluable. That's the sort of person you need to reach out to. Number five, doing shrooms. Doing shrooms once a month. Now, I put this as one of my last points, but actually... It's one of the first points. For me personally, the way that I got out of depression, if I'm being honest, the thing that helped me the most was the work I did with shrooms. They helped me see all the points that I just described to you earlier. They helped me get the points on a deep level, not just a logical or mental level. So as much as everything that I said up till this point is true, what really helped me get it was the shrooms, was my exploration of psychedelics. 
And the key for me was consistency. One trip is powerful, yes, but it was the consistency of doing it once a month, more or less. Once a month for two to three years. That's what it took to really rewire the brain and really learn the lessons that the shrooms wanted me to see. I often call shrooms truth tellers because they show you the truth that you most need to know. And if you go back to my first point in this video, the very first point is self-honesty. So you can see that combining shrooms into your healing journey is going to accelerate the truth of your life. It's going to accelerate the honesty that you need to look deeply at yourself. And without the honesty, without the truth, you're not going to move out of the depression. The depression in your life is there partly as a gift to you from the universe. It's sort of a pause on life. It's the universe telling you, you are not moving forward until you deal with yourself. We are pausing this experience for now, and you will not have the energy or the motivation or the drive to do anything worthwhile in your life until you stop and examine your life so far and what you've done and who you are. And it's not meant to be as a punishment, but it's meant to be as a period of reflection and grieving if necessary. Grieving, acceptance, surrender. Oftentimes we feel like depression is this block. It's blocking us. But the reason it's blocking us is because we are not surrendering to it. We are not working with it. The shrooms were lifesavers for me. Absolute lifesavers. They're such amazing teachers. And they were able to crack open my ego and show me what I most needed to know. And over multiple trips, it was like each lesson would build upon the previous one. Each trip would build upon the previous trip. You need to hear the same lessons sometimes over and over to really get them. And the shrooms are very patient. They will keep bringing up the same lessons. They'll keep shining a flashlight on what you most need to know. They're one of the most incredible tools I have found for myself personally. This is a journey. This is not a one-time thing. This is a journey of working with the plants consistently every month over the years and you will see, you will come out of it a changed person. Depression is very sticky. It's a lot of false frameworks and distortions and limiting beliefs that are holding you in your own mental prison. The easiest person to fool is yourself. And so just knowing what to do all the steps I described prior to this may not be enough. You may need something like a plant medicine, like shrooms or ayahuasca, to break open the limitations, to dissolve the fears, to dissolve the distortions and the limiting frameworks that you are currently operating with. And shrooms for me have been incredible at doing that. If there's one thing that I would tell my depressed self, it would be to immediately start exploring psychedelics. Immediately. That advice alone would have shaved off years off my depression. Take from that what you will. That was my experience of it. I gotta stop right here and talk about one plant that I think is not conducive to your journey out of depression, and that is cannabis. If you are a daily user of cannabis, I don't believe that it is helping you, and I don't think that it is productive for you. I think it's an escape especially if you're using it daily or quite frequently. It's a, it's a very easy escape 
makes you feel good. Does cannabis have some properties that could be beneficial? Maybe. But if you've been consistently depressed and you've been relying on cannabis to get you that high, I very much recommend you drop the cannabis. You know, you just got to look at it logically. If this plant was really helping you and you were using it daily, shouldn't you be out of your depression by now? For me, the difference between using cannabis and using mushrooms is, is huge because shrooms give you homework. They give you lessons to work on. They leave me more clarified and more in tune with my soul and my spirit. The other thing with shrooms is that I don't need to do them daily. I do them once a month and they give me enough homework to integrate for the next, for the next month or two. The thing with cannabis is it breaks your momentum. So remember how we talked about purpose. If you have a purpose and you're going after it every day and you're making progress, but then every single day you're taking cannabis and you're experiencing a dip of energy, you feel more lethargic, you feel more relaxed, you feel more lazy, that's going to really impede your progress in life. You're going to have a very hard time maintaining any sort of consistency with your goals. Every time you do cannabis, you're shifting your state. And so if you imagine your state like a line on a graph and you wake up and you're building and you're building and you're learning, you're growing, and then every day there's a dip because every day you change your state and now you got to build up again slowly. But then again, you smoke weed. So you see, it's, it's just constantly self-sabotaging you. Whereas if you give up cannabis, it's going to make a huge difference in your life. Truly. Number six, ayahuasca. I would be remiss if I didn't mention ayahuasca as having played a pivotal role in my journey. Mushrooms are amazing and I'm so grateful to have them as teachers, but there is nothing quite like ayahuasca. And the amount of wisdom and insight and transformation I got from my ayahuasca ceremonies has been beyond anything I could imagine. I encourage you to start with mushrooms because they are incredible teachers. However, if you feel the call to do ayahuasca and you want a really deep, deep look at your pain and suffering, a deep look at your soul, a deep look at the light and the shadow in you, and you're ready for that sort of wake-up call, you're ready for a bit of a cosmic slap, then ayahuasca will do that for you. An ayahuasca trip can be many things for different people, and there's no way to predict the experience. But I would say a wake-up call, a deep look at your soul, is, is definitely something you're going to get. So if you, if you have thought about it before, and it feels like the right timing for you, but you've been scared to explore it, this might be the sign that you need. For me personally, it has been transformational. When I went and did my first ceremony, if you had asked me, I would probably have said, no, I'm not depressed anymore. Uh, I really felt like the mushrooms had helped me a ton and a lot of inner work that I had done, a lot of integration with the mushrooms, the lessons that they gave me. But I gotta say, ayahuasca showed me deeper layers of pain and blocks and grief that I was maybe not even aware that was there. And not only did it show me, but it helped me heal it. It helped me dissolve those blocks. I think the shrooms 
really prepared me for ayahuasca. They really laid the groundwork. All the work that I had done with the shrooms was invaluable. So then when I finally went to meet Mother Aya, I was, I was not prepared for the intensity, but I, I survived through it. And I feel like if I had not done anything and I had gone into that ceremony, it would have freaked me out maybe a little bit more. And I might not have gotten the wisdom that I was able to get from it because I had done so much work prior to that ceremony. So I, I highly recommend you start with mushrooms if you're going to explore psychedelics and go to ayahuasca when you feel ready for it. But equally, if you're at a point in your life where you need something major, maybe you've tried shrooms and it didn't do much for you. Maybe you've tried a lot of modalities and you, you need something that is powerful and strong and will cause some sort of transformation. I can't imagine a better tool than ayahuasca, honestly. And some people will say, they'll say, no, you should not do it when you're depressed. You should not do it in a negative state. And I, I got to say, I disagree in this way. I feel like if you've just gone through something recent, like a breakup or a death or something major happened recently, yeah, maybe wait for a little while. Maybe try to process it on your own. But if you've been experiencing pain and grief and suffering for months, for years, I honestly feel like ayahuasca could be the thing that could finally break you out of that state. So even though a lot of people say, don't do it when you're depressed, I think it could be the medicine you need. One thing I'll say is that ayahuasca is very sensitive to intention. And so if you go into it with a pure intention and you ask for its help, if you really ask for help and you say, look, these are the areas I'm struggling with. This is what I want to know about my life. I'm lost in this way and this way, and I need help. You're very likely to find that the plant medicine, Mother Aya, will truly step in and help you. And you'll, you'll get exactly what you need out of it. What I don't necessarily recommend is asking for a strong experience just because. Do not test the medicine. Do not ask for things that you don't know what you're dealing with. Ask for help. Ask to find your purpose if you need help with that. Ask for help with the depression. Ask for it to show you what you most need to know and it will respond to you. The other thing I'll recommend is that the shaman you're doing it with, make sure that you've vetted them, that you've, you know some other people who have done work with that shaman, that you intuitively feel good about them, that you've, you've done your research. So don't just do it with a random person just because. You, you've really got to take extra care here to make sure that you're doing it with a good shaman or in a good retreat center. You know, I know in Peru, there's a lot of great retreat centers. So ask around, ask for friend recommendations, and make sure you're, you're safe, you're doing it with proper guidance, with a proper shaman. That's super important. This is not something to be played with alone. So my last point, I'll add one more thing here. And this ties back to purpose. And that is developing a connection with the divine. Developing a connection with God. 
One of the keys that helped me on my journey was developing a connection with the divine, having a dialogue with God, seeing the bigger picture of my life, knowing there is a divine plan in place and that everything that is happening to me, no matter how high the peaks or how low the lows, there is meaning behind it. It is training for my soul. It is there ultimately for my highest good. And developing that attitude, which shrooms helped a lot with that, ayahuasca helped a lot with that, you develop this unshakable trust with the universe. And you you just know that anything that comes into your life, it is meant for you. Any challenge, if it comes into your life, you are meant to work through it. It means you are capable of working through it. The universe will never give you something that you are incapable of working with. It will only ever give you something that you are prepared for. So if you're experiencing something really challenging, know in your heart of hearts that you are destined to go through this in some way. And you are you are being shaped, your character and your soul is being shaped by this experience in preparation for your ultimate destiny. This is making your character stronger for the next chapter of your life. The lessons you're learning now from this, as painful as they may be, will prepare you like nothing else for something further down the road. So try to feel that trust with the universe and feel that connection to the divine. Know that you're not alone. Know that things are happening for a reason. And your job, your primary job, is to work with what's coming up. Work with it. Don't turn away. Don't resist it. Don't look away. Don't go back to the past. Work with what's coming up for you presently. And I promise you will move through it. Forces will guide you through it one way or another, either using the tools I described or with more unique tools that are meant for you. You will find your way through it. If you can develop that connection with God and with yourself, whether it's through breath work, through meditation, through sitting with yourself, through journaling, through psychedelics, or any other tool. It will help you so much in those dark moments because you'll know you're not alone. You'll truly know it. Uh, but it helps to have some of those divine experiences. And I've gotten a lot of them from mushrooms, a lot of them through ayahuasca, from other psychedelics, from DMT. I've also gotten it through breath work. There's many modalities. So find the modality that works for you, that nourishes your soul, that connects you to your higher self, and know that you're not alone. And I'll just end with one thing that I found really interesting. Some people think that you actually never get out of depression, that it always stays with you, but the thing that changes is your relationship to it. You start seeing it as a friend, rather than as an enemy. And I find that a very interesting perspective. And I encourage you to play around with that perspective. Imagine if you never actually lost your depression, but that you changed your relationship to it such that it became a gift in your life. Could you accept that? The writer Khalil Gibran once wrote these words, the deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy 
you can contain? Is not the cup that holds your wine the very cup that was burned in the potter's oven? And is not the lute that soothes your spirit the very wood that was hollowed with knives? When you are joyous, look deep into your heart, and you shall find it is only that which has given you sorrow that has given you joy. When you are sorrowful, look again into your heart, and you shall see that in truth you are weeping for that which has been your delight. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this has helped you in some ways, has given you some guidance and some next steps on your journey. Much love, and I shall see you in the next episode. Hello, beautiful soul. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you learned something today, and I hope this episode helped you in your psychedelic and spiritual journey. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy my other podcast, The James Zander Trip, where every week I bring a fascinating guest onto the podcast to dive into psychedelics, mindset, and spirituality. Search for The James Zander Trip on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or visit jameszandertrip.com. I recommend listening to the first episode, where I dive into ayahuasca with my friend Jacob and his wild experiences on psychedelics. And if you want to stay connected with me, join my free newsletter at jameszandertrip.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. This episode is sponsored by magicmush.ca. If you're looking for an online dispensary for magic mushrooms, mushroom chocolate, and other high-quality psychedelic products, head over to magicmush.ca and use the promo code JAMES to get 25% off. Thank you for listening, and have a beautiful trip. If you enjoyed this episode, you might enjoy my brand new audio course, Unlock God Mode. Unlock God Mode is a four-week experience where every day you'll get a 15-minute audio lesson that gives you frameworks, tools, and perspectives to upgrade your relationship with life. In the same way that mushrooms give you insights that help you up-level in the video game of life, I designed this course to do the same thing for you. I've compiled every lesson that I learned through psychedelics, through meditation, through my spiritual work, through life. I've put my best tools in this course so that no matter who you are, if you choose to go on this adventure with me, you're going to learn some amazing frameworks, you're going to learn to see life with new eyes, you will improve your relationship with life, and by extension, your life will improve. If you're interested in more details, go to jameszander.com slash godmode, or use the link in the show notes. Use the promo code SHROOMS for a special discount. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I deeply appreciate you. Feel free to reach out to me through my newsletter. Go to jameszander.com to sign up. I'd love to connect.